Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show. My goal is to help you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are, and you are listening to a practical podcast. I don't get into a whole lot of tin foil hat type thinking. I'm not going to go off on all these far out theories and talk about how the world's going to be coming to an end tomorrow and the world as we know it is now crumbling and you need to grab your AR-15 and 10,000 rounds of ammunition and 15 cases of MREs and go build a shelter out in the woods. I'm not going to talk about that because that's, in my humble opinion, kind of nonsense. What I like to talk about is I like to talk about everyday occurrences and how to prevent things from happening to you and what to do when everyday disasters do happen. And you know, I use the word everyday disaster, you know, because for somebody, every day, the stink has hit the fan. For somebody, somewhere, every single day. Every time someone loses a job, the stinks hit the fan. Every time a family member dies or gets very sick, the stink has hit the fan for that person. Every time someone's car breaks down and they don't have enough money to get it fixed, the stink has hit the fan for that person. Has it not? Every time a hurricane or a tornado or an earthquake or a severe drought hits a region, the stink has hit the fan for the people in that region. Those are the types of things that I talk about on this show. If you want to get into all the wacky stuff, there's plenty of others on there. You know, just Google zombie survival sometime on the internet. (laughs) And you'll probably find uh, quite a bit. So I'm just an everyday guy talking about everyday preparedness. This is going to be a continuation of the show that I posted about one day ago. And I was talking in that show about situational awareness. And so I'm cruising down the freeway again, returning from my business trip. And actually, I recorded these back-to-back, but uh, I kind of released them about a day or a day and a half apart from each other. So I'm going to kind of pick up a little bit where I left off on situational awareness back in episode, I think it was the previous episode, 158. This is like 159 or 160. I've kind of lost count, and I'm driving, so I'm going to be safe. I'm not going to try to get on the Internet while I'm driving. That's a bad thing. See, there's a survival tip right there. This is to... to Today's survival show tip number two of the week, and I'm going to kind of give you a tip before the tip. Please don't text and drive. You know, car accidents, folks. Every time someone gets into a car accident, the stink has hit the fan. Seems like nothing is causing more car accidents these days than texting or watching videos and things while driving. I've heard of people watching YouTube and stuff like that while driving. Oh, man, give me a break, folks. Come on, please. It can wait. All right, I'm in business. I, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, a fast-traveling salesperson, and i got to do a lot of volume to make some money in my business. And I get pretty busy sometimes, but there's nothing that's even that important to where I've got to be texting or, or making some, sending some kind of an email while I'm driving. And if it really is that urgent, on the very rare case that it's that urgent, I just find a gas station to pull over uh, or a hotel to pull over into the parking lot. And then I send out my message and then get back on the road. Okay, maybe it delays me three or four minutes, but it's worth my time. And I don't want to deprive my family 
of going the rest of their lives without me. So there's a there's a, a tip before the survival tip for you. Okay, let me get a couple of announcements out of the way, and then I'll get to the main topic here of stress violence. That's the title of this show, Stress Violence. The announcements, the website, www.todayssurvival.com. There's two S's in that email address, or that web address, todayssurvival.com. If you want to send me an email or an audio clip, uh, I welcome you sending an audio. If you want to, you know, kind of create your own little miniature podcast, you can do that. Um, You know, don't send me something 30 minutes long unless we have a prior arrangement for you to do that. I've had people send me 45-minute podcasts before, and I pretty much made a whole show out of it. If you want to do that, send me a private email and say, hey, I have a subject, and here's what I want to talk about, Bob. And uh, I'd love to have you be a guest podcaster. That would be great. But if you simply just want to send in a comment, or if you want to make a short point about something I've said or help me elaborate on something. Maybe you have an area of expertise and you'd like to send me an audio file, I'll put you on this show. So just send that to bob at todayssurvival.com. And that's my email address, bob at todayssurvival.com. Please remember to join our forum. It's a great group of people. You can click the forum button at todayssurvival.com. And please remember to support my show if you can. I know money is tight. Uh, This is not my full-time job. I don't intend it to be, but there are expenses associated. I have a custom podcast that I sell for $15. And there's a couple of hours of real good information on that custom podcast. So just go ahead to to todayssurvival.com, click the Buy Now button, and you can get a copy of your podcast. I'll send you email instructions, and it's information I've never covered on this show. All right, I don't like this show to be real commercial. This is not a uh, sponsored show. This is listener-supported show only. Let's talk about stress violence. There's a, a website that I frequent quite a bit. It's called nononsenseselfdefense.com. I strongly suggest that you read it. No nonsense selfdefense.com. Bookmark that, put that in your favorites, check back to that website and that blog, you know, once every two or three weeks. There's always good information on there. Man, I just, I love it. It's just good practical stuff. It's not mostly about guns and things. You know, a lot of people think when they hear self defense, they think, that the podcast or the blog is all about guns. It's not. No-nonsense self-defense is a good one. I highly recommend it. So I'm going to borrow a little information from them. That's the source that I'm using for this show, and I'm going to kind of put my own twist and my own flavor on it. But they have a, a piece of the website there that talks about stress violence. Now, I'm going to get into the definition of stress violence here in a couple of minutes. I want to preface it by saying many times on this podcast in previous episodes, I've talked about how people in times of an emergency, in times of a disaster, are going to be far... Well, let me rephrase that. In times of a disaster, people are going to be so stressed out, they're going to go far and above their ability to cope. That's what I'm saying. And they're going to engage in what's called stress violence. And they'll do things that they don't normally do. That's the problem here. People that you may think are perfectly normal, and you've never known them to be a violent person before, 
they will turn that way because they can't cope. Because they can't cope with the disaster and they have not prepared. And this article that I found on no-nonsense self-defense pretty much validates the point I've made many times on this show. So I'm going to share some details with you. So what is stress violence? Well, let's talk about violence in general. All right? Violence has become a lot more common as people's stress level goes up lately, especially due to the bad economy that we have right now. Everything from fights to homicides to rape, drunk driving, road rage, assaults, you know, domestic violence, all of these things go up because people can't cope. Because they have poor coping skills. And the more that the stress escalates, the less they're able to cope. And these economic times, folks, this is what this is what takes a person who is on the edge of going off this is what sends them over the edge, are, are these, these bad economic times. And I'm firmly convinced about that. So stress violence, it doesn't really fit into a real, hardcore, definable violence mode. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is there's so many variables that can cause stress violence. Now, stress is kind of a nice catchphrase, okay? It kind of catches everything. Oh, that person's stressed out. Right, so they must be doing it because of stress, and it sometimes it's a little bit overused. and And I, I hesitated a little bit to call this show stress violence, but I couldn't think of a definition that would describe uh, this article and describe what I wanted to talk about better than stress violence. But you know, you have to fully understand the four types of violence to understand what stress violence is, because really, stress violence is it's an action. Uh, because of variable catalysts, so to speak, that cause a person to get stressed. Now, the four types of violence, you need to read this article, by the way, and check out some of the links. I might do a full podcast on this. But you've got fear, frenzy, tantrum, and criminal. I'll say that again. Fear, violence out of fear. Okay, Somebody just is flat out afraid for their life, uh, and they may get violent. They're in a frenzy. All right, they're in this uh, altered mental state of a frenzy, and they just can't figure out how to get out of it. And many times they turn to violence because they don't know what else to do, or they're throwing a tantrum. And a lot of times when we think of tantrums, we think of kids, but you know, folks, adults throw tantrums too. How many of you know somebody like that? <laughs> I do. I've seen adults throw tantrums. And they'll commit violent acts sometimes. And then there's criminal violence. You know, these are cold, calculated criminals that plan their activity. Typical. Typically. Okay? And a lot of it has to do with what their internal motivations are. But those are the four types of of basic types of violence. Violence out of fear, violence out of frenzy, violence from tantrums, and violence that are criminal. And, you know, rapes and burglaries and things like that, I would put those into criminal violence. Now, I know you get, you know, different types of people that'll do, um, you know, they'll commit violence out of rage, or they're angry because, uh, you know, they lost a girlfriend or they lost a boyfriend, you know, so out of the loss of a, of a deep love, they'll get violent and they'll try to exact revenge on the person that took away their girl or took away their guy. 
that type of thing. But again, I'm going to go ahead and put those into criminal violence. Now, what does this all mean? In simple terms, you're going to see a lot more of the stink happening. And not just on the news, but you personally are going to see a lot more stink happening out there. You're going to, you're going to do things like witness fights at a gas station, for example, or in a restaurant. I saw a fight in a restaurant the other day, folks. It was unbelievable. You know, it got physical. A couple of people were there to break it up pretty quickly, but it got physical. Okay, just two young guys had some kind of a beef, and they right in the middle of a restaurant. I mean, you don't know where this stuff is going to start happening, folks. You just you've got no clue. You know, uh, there's road rage. You're going to see more road rage incidents if you haven't already. Or you're going to start hearing your neighbors in a screaming fight, yelling at each other. Boy, you know, that's happened to me three or four different times. I live in the suburbs. I don't live out in a rural area. So in the suburbs, man, sometimes you hear and you see a lot of things. I've, I've witnessed and heard a lot of screaming neighbors. Things like that. That's what I'm talking about, you actually seeing the violence. Okay, sorry about the brief... Uh, break there in uh, in this podcast and in my thoughts I had to grab a had to put the recorder on pause and grab a call real quick so anyway that's what I mean by you witnessing um, more violence now there's something even worse you might find yourself facing some kind of a snarling person and it might be something really small I mean people are going off on such the smallest things these days you know and if you don't believe me just watch the news you know watch the news for four or five straight days people are going off for the stupidest reasons for small things but it's because they don't know how to cope now there's a lot of reasons for this I'm going to touch a little bit on it lightly if this is my opinion of course you know my opinion comes out on this podcast every once in a while but I don't think that people and I think this goes back about 25 or 30 years. People were not taught to cope. We're, we're, we're such an instant gratification society. And everybody wants their problems fixed, and they want it fixed right now. And they can't cope. If it isn't fixed in five minutes, they can't cope. And I think a lot of it has to do with the way people were raised. And, you know, my wife and I, we're real aware of making sure that we don't raise our son that way. That we don't raise him to be to have this instant gratification and we teach him how to cope when things don't just go right you know go well for him right away you know he recently got his black belt in martial arts took him four and a half years to get his black belt in martial arts but you know what there were a lot of tough times Uh, there were a couple times none of us really kind of thought it was going to work out but we taught him how to cope you know and and i think what happens is when so many things start to go wrong for somebody even when they're adult they carry the lack of coping skills into adulthood. And when you got a whole bunch of things that start going wrong and it piles up and piles up and piles up, they snap. And it may look to you as little things, but to them, a collection of little things is huge and they snap and then they turn to violence. And so you might face yourself you might find yourself facing someone snarling over some small issues like that, but it's big to them and they snap. What are you gonna do? You know, do you have a plan for that? Have you thought it out? So that'll be a subject for another podcast too. But I want to—I want you to understand what stress violence is in this show, and that's what I want to talk about because I think it'll help you improve your situational awareness. The reaction to violent people is a whole another 
subject. But since I'm doing this miniature series here this week on situational awareness, I want to talk about what it is that other people do so you can be aware of it, so you can watch out for it as part of your survival preps. See, these are skills that you can learn that really don't cost a lot to learn. A lot of people think it costs a lot of money to get prepared uh, you know, for Stink Hit the Fan events. It doesn't. It doesn't cost a lot of money. A lot of it is skill, folks. A lot of it is skill and knowledge and what's in your brain. And what's great about what's in your brain is that once you develop it, it's very portable. You can take it with you. Your brain goes with you all the time. So your skills, hopefully, are going with you all the time. And hopefully, you're not losing too, many, too much of your knowledge and your, and your skills. Okay, so let's get back to stress violence here, and let's look at it a little bit more in depth. The roots of stress violence are usually deep within the psyche of a person. And it's, you know, it's one of these things, a lot of it has to do with ego. You know, some people just can't hurt or can't help their ego getting bruised. And I mentioned coping skills earlier. If a person's coping skills and core beliefs aren't really able to face the problems and the pressures that they're going through, they tend to misbehave and they tend to snap. Now, you need to understand that there are those people who are just simply incapable of functioning well, even in the best of times. Okay? Uh, Even in the best of times, even when things are going well, they can't function. A good definition? Prisoners. Just go through the prisons And take a look at who's in the prisons. Alright? The prisons are full of people who cannot function even in the best of times. Now, on the other hand, most, quote, normal people, unquote, don't even know how to function in emergency circumstances. Someone who can function in good times sometimes find themselves lost and stressed during hard times and emergency situations. Right? They got it all together when things are good, but they don't have it together when things are bad. And this is why you, you probably hear a lot, and I'm going to throw this out there as something you might want to think about. Practice getting yourself into a stink-hit-the-fan situation. In other words, practice at your home. See, here's something that will help you understand stress violence. Put yourself in a stressful Situation and see how you and your family react to it. You know, for example, just all of a sudden one day, just shut the power off at your house. Just go to the main switch and shut the power off. Completely. How does your family react to that stress? Hopefully, hopefully they won't get violent. All right? But how do they react? How do you react? You know, sometimes it's important to, uh, to do those drills. You know, just all of a sudden, uh, someday when you're all sitting around watching TV at your home, just yell, fire drill. And make believe there's a fire and see how people react. What would they do? Just say, hey, let's make believe right now. Right now there's a fire. What are you going to do? See how people react to that stress. So doing things like that, practicing putting yourself in a stressful situation. Practice bugging out. Do you do that? Do you practice bugging out? You know, hey, why don't you assign a family member over this next month, why don't you assign a family member a task? Here's a suggestion I want to throw out. Give the family member an assignment, and their assignment is going to be, at some point within the next 30 days, 
tell them to wait three or four days before they do this. But between three and 30 days, at some point, when all the family is in the house, someone's going to go around the house and yell, bug out, bug out, bug out. And what that means is everybody has to get their supplies and get out, and they've got five minutes to get out of the house. Okay? You're practicing an evacuation. Maybe there's wildfires. We've had wildfires here in Texas a lot lately because of the drought, and people have had to evacuate their homes. And there's all kinds of stories. People don't know what to do. They're freaking out, right, because they haven't practiced this stuff. So assign a family member the task of bugging out. Say, hey, bug out, bug out. And that's a signal, that's a code word to the rest of the family. Go get your bug out bags, get your evacuation bags, whatever it is you want to call them, and get out. You'll, you'll real quickly see how well people are prepared. You know, the first time it happens, you might have a lot of unprepared family members. Even your kids need to have a bug out bag, too. They can have a small bag with some small things in it that kids enjoy to ha- enjoy having during emergency times. So the first time this is done, they may not be very prepared. And then you need to have a conference after everybody's done bugging out. You check to see what supplies do people have. And, you know, ba- just go out in the backyard or something or go out in the front yard and stand there. And, and see what people have grabbed and what have they taken out of the house. When you yelled bug out, what did they grab and what did they leave with? And just take an inventory of everybody's supplies and see what they did, see what they brought. And then ask them, hey, would this be enough for you to survive for 72 hours? That's the goal. Have 72 hours minimum. Minimum! I know some people have a week or two weeks worth of supplies in their emergency bug out bag. Minimum 72 hours and just count, take an inventory of everybody's supplies. Do they have a 72-hour supply of stuff to survive? If not, the goal is over the next 30 days following that, before the person goes around yelling bug out, bug out, have the supplies ready in the 72-hour kit so that the next time they're more prepared. And if you practice things like that, if you practice reacting in stressful times, you're going to reduce your stress, but you're going to also understand why people get violent and why people engage in stress violence. Because they're not doing what I just shared with you. you know, They're not taking these suggestions and running with them, and they're not practicing this kind of stuff. You follow me? Okay, so stress violence is sometimes a good news, bad news thing. And what I mean by that is the good news is that with a little patience and understanding and compassion, a person who's engaged in stress violence can sometimes be de-escalated. And that's because most people are not really trying to become violent. They just don't know what else to do. And they're, they're more or less seeking validation to their problems. And so if you validate their problem, if you show, show some patience, show some understanding, some compassion, help them a little bit, a lot of times you can de-escalate them. And that de-escalation brings down their propensity to commit some kind of a violent act. And so if someone starts to go off on you, you're a lot more likely to calm the situation down if you try to help that person. Now, the bad news about stress violence is that we as humans tend to be emotional creatures. And emotions are very much a survival trait that we humans have that replaces extreme 
instincts. In other words, instead of doing something extreme like migrating or hibernating, like some in the animal kingdom do, we humans are so vastly different. We have emotions and we have survival instincts that, that tell us, no, there's no need to migrate. There's no need to leave the area. There's no need to hibernate. We're going to deal with it. We're going to learn how to deal with it. And that's our survival instincts as humans. So sometimes we're wired to react to the emotions of other people. And that can sometimes get dangerous when you start to react to other people. So controlling your own reactions also helps you, helps prevent you from going in to a stress-violent state. Okay, and once again, this is a very good survival trait. Okay, the same way that a flock of birds will all of a sudden start flying away as soon as one of the birds sends out a warning call. And it doesn't matter, even if the birds, even if the rest of the flock of the birds haven't seen a threat coming, all it takes is one bird to start squawking that there's a threat and the whole flock leaves. Now think about it. You wouldn't even be here today if your ancestors reacted like those birds. Okay? If all of a sudden someone started shouting the warning call and all of a sudden your ancestors just took off... And hey, and they decided, hey, we can't help. We can't handle this. We're just going to bail. The hard times would have got them. But you know what? Our ancestors, for many of us listening to this podcast, they were better at survival than we are. They didn't act like a flock of birds as soon as someone said, hey, danger's coming. They didn't just scram and say, hey, I can't handle this. I'm out of here. They didn't. They didn't succumb to that emotion. Okay. They developed a survival instinct and therefore their stress violence was very low however the, here's the problem is a lot of people you know flash mobs a good example stress violence for whatever it is that motivates people uh, to do this flash mobbing thing uh, you know it's like a monkey see monkey do it's like a flock of birds one of them all of a sudden sounds the warning call and the whole flock is headed that way and they can create some violence and that's unfortunate Okay, so uh, I'm going to wrap this up here in just a minute. Hopefully I've covered some ideas for you here as kind of a good follow-up to my situational awareness. And the more you can understand this, the more you can understand the psychology of it, I, I think it's going to help you become more situationally aware. And that's been my goal. There's three books that I want to recommend to you. And I'm going to begin reading these Excuse me, been, begin reading these next month. The first one I'm going to read is Freedom from Fear. Um, and that's a good book. It's called Freedom from Fear. It's by Peyton Quinn. And I'll try to put a link in the show notes for that one. Okay, and the next one is by Rory Miller. And it's called Meditations on Violence. Meditations on Violence. Uh, and Rory talks about what he calls the monkey dance. And uh, you need. <laughs> he says if you can't control the monkey dance, it controls you. And that's kind of a good one. That's kind of a good good book to be uh, reading about situational awareness. And then the last one is Daniel Goleman, uh, Emotional Intelligence. Uh, I'm going to start with Freedom from Fear. And again, I'll put some links in the show notes if you want to read some reviews and some write-ups on these books and what they're all about. Uh, go to todayssurvival.com and look at the show posting. All right, so that concludes today's survival show, survival tip number two of this week. Expansion on situational awareness. So, hey, Jack Pine Savage from the forum. Um, I hope this is what you had in mind when you asked me to do some things 
on situational awareness. I know I've learned a lot from doing this show. See, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, folks. Um, I have to admit, there's a little bit of a selfish reason to do this podcast, because I learn from it, too. When I have to prepare this information and research it and, and, and dive into it, uh, I get something out of it, too. The main thing is, though, I hope that you have. I'd like to hear your comments. I would welcome them. I'm an open-minded guy. So you can send me emails. I gave you gave it out before, but I'll, send, I'll give it again. Bob at todayssurvival.com, and you can send me audio comments. So this is Bob Main. This has been another episode of Today's Survival Show, helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next week. Goodbye. by Dano. Download free MP3s at danosongs.com.